What do you think parents who have raised successful kids have in common? They interviewed moms and dads of those children, and they discovered four hard parenting rules that make them different. Hmm. Number one, they trusted their kids to behave responsibly. Things like putting them in charge of chores builds their confidence. Number two, they help them develop compassion and learn how to love and care for people in need. Number three, they welcome failure early and often. So many parents try to protect their kids from failing, and those kids miss out on so many life lessons. And the final hard parenting rule parents of successful kids have, they let kids figure things out for themselves. It communicates to your child that they're competent and wise. I I was thinking that successful kids have this one thing in common. Every time they left the house and their mom said, make good decisions, they did. (laughs) (laughs) My wife, she still says that. No matter how old our kids get, they're walking out the door, make good decisions. Is there anyone in your life who can be passive aggressive coming up the things they say that annoy us the most? Hey, do you have anyone in your life who can be rather passive aggressive sometimes? A new poll found the most passive aggressive people in our lives are, you want to guess? Family members. Co-workers. Co- I mean, co-workers. <laughs> but our moms were a close second. Yeah, our own mothers. So what are the top passive aggressive Phrases that annoy us the most. Here are the top five. Sure, if that's what you want to do. (laughs) Whatever. No offense, but usually followed by something that is offensive. offensive, Uh, Coming in as second place, the most passive aggressive statement. Why are you so upset? (laughs) It just undercuts how you're feeling. Just calm down. Yes. And the number one most annoying passive aggressive phrase... You're so sensitive. Ooh, oh, oh man, yeah. Ouch. Mom's getting a bad rap in that one though. Moms are in a tough spot because they're trying to let their like when their kids are literal, they're trying to let them grow while while simultaneously mm-hmm. guiding them. You know what I mean? And yeah. that that's tough. So they wind up coming across that way. And then when your kids are older and you still want to have input in their lives, but you know they're adults, so they're like, you know, you no longer have that right. It, that's yeah. that's a tightrope to walk. So when I look got at it, so are, they're not being passive group aggressive. They're loving you. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at stories you've told about your mom and how much trouble you would be if you didn't get her birthday card there oh my on gosh. time, she sounds a little bit passive aggressive. <laughs> so we're talking about passive aggressive phrases that really annoy people. <laughs> We'd love to hear which ones get on your last nerves. Give us a call. This is going to be a good laugh. Hey, Michelle, it's Kevin and Taylor. So we're talking about passive aggressive phrases that really irritate people. You have one for us? Yeah, it is what it is. (laughs) Oh, I think that could definitely be passive aggressive depending on how it's used. It's a favorite saying around. All right, what do you guys think of this one? Because I'll say this one when I think... Like, particularly if my kids are getting really upset over something, and I'll go, you know what? There are a lot of things in life to get upset about, and this is not one of them. (laughs) Is that passive aggressive or is that helpful? Or both? (laughs) Probably both. Yeah. (laughs) Susan, any of those uh, passive aggressive phrases come to mind for you? So, being born and raised in the South, one of my least favorite is uh, bless your heart. It can mean so many things. And then when it's when it's really emphasized, it's bless your little heart. 
Thanks for calling, Susan. You made us laugh. That is awesome. Have a great day. Do you love dogs as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show? Kev, there is something happening with dogs. There's a development. You and Glenn are getting a dog. Uh, we've started poking around. Yay. looking. Yeah, but um, no, what I wanted to tell you about, and I think you and Tracy can relate, is I had told you a while back my sister finally got another dog. Um, they got a little teeny little puppy named Eden. Mm-hmm. And my mom has officially met her new grand dog. And based on the photo and video that my sister sent, my mom is smitten. And she, it's so cute. She loves being a grandma, of course. Hmm. She's got lots of granddaughters, grandsons, but she also really loves grand dogs. And she's Aww. the one who, who uses that term. Yeah. She would call and say, How's my grand dog? referring to Alex the Wonder <laughs> Mutt. <laughs> so your mom's got a new grand dog. I, I was adamantly against that term. For the longest time until something happened. I'll tell you about it next. So I was against the term grand dog. I was like, it's not the same. It's not the same. And it, and it honestly, it's not the same. But when my daughter Amber got her own dog, little Dolly, she just melted my heart. Aww. First time I met Dolly, she's just this squirmy little pity. She's a pit mix. And she's just is like this kinetic ball of energy when you see her. And she can't Cute. stop licking you, can't leave you alone. I was like, okay, she's my Dolly is my grand dog. Aww. I don't know if all dogs that my kids get in the future will be grand dogs, but uh-huh. Dolly is. She won you over. <laughs> so when you have kids, my wife and I have four of them, um, there's a lot of turning of the pages, a lot of a lot of red letter days where wow, life has really changed in our relationship with our kids. And I realized one of those the other day. Tell you about it next. Okay, you know that your relationship with your kids has forever changed in a lot of different ways. When they move out and get their first place, right? When they when they have their first serious, real romantic relationship, things change. Someone else becomes their priority, right? But there's another one that I realized the other day. We, we have passed this line, and it's when your child becomes your IT support. You have crossed a line at that point. <laughs> they have become the authority in your life. On something that you have have no idea what you're talking about, right? (laughs) So there's so many milestones we're talking about as parents. And my sister and brother-in-law had a huge one. Their oldest daughter went off to college in another state a while back. And um, she was supposed to come home for a visit. And that didn't work out at the last minute. Her flight got canceled. And um, my sister said, oh, I missed you, did you miss me? Oh, no. And there was a dramatic pause <laughs> no. on the other end of the line. And my sister's like, please don't answer that. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll take your silence for a yes. You're too emotional to speak yeah, to words. You're for clamped. <laughs> it may be time to ditch that cubicle and pick up a controller. Two in three Americans say it's time for gaming to be considered a legit career and yeah more than half (laughs) of adults believe video gaming should be taught in schools and three in five think games should be part of the core school curriculum over half feel that video games should be considered an academic extracurricular activity like other sports it's never been my thing i mean i (laughs) Way back in the day, I was never the kid that said, hey, let's get some quarters and go to the arcade. To me, that was, the, I was it would bore yeah. me to tears. Um, so I've never been in that world. Mm-hmm. But I do understand, like, my kids, totally into it. Especially uh, my daughter, Amber, her boyfriend, hope spend, like, an entire weekend Whoa. gaming. That is just, I, I just can't wrap my head around and that. And I never thought, because Amber, she's pretty intellectual and loves, maybe she just sits there and reads while he does it. I don't know. 
But I never thought that she that that would be someone that she would say like that's my guy. But yeah. you know, to each their own. That's that's that's, that's their thing. That's what he does. He he loves doing it. So wow. Yeah. It's a big dang deal. Do you like to do things yourself or leave it to the professionals? Coming up, millions of women are making this DIY. Hey, do you do uh, things yourself? You like doing things yourself or do you leave it to the professionals? This is pretty fascinating. Millions of women are ditching the salon for DIY treatments at home. It all started during the pandemic when they had no choice. And now... They realize how much money they can save by not going back. Women also love not having to rush around to get to that appointment. So whether it's hair removal, hair color, nails, or more, women have decided do-it-yourself is the best option. And I saw this in action. My niece came to visit recently, and her nails looked phenomenal. And I was like, oh, you got a manicure. Your nails look so good. She goes, oh, no, they're stickers. I put them on myself. (laughs) And they look like the gel polish, even though it's stickers. We got to talk about this. Is there anything that you started DIYing during, you know, pandemic times that you're still DIYing now? Anything at all. We'd love to hear from you. So we're talking about doing it yourself. DIY. What are you doing yourself? Particularly the ladies that you used to pay for, but now you're like, man, that's so expensive. I'm just going to cut my own hair. <laughs> that That's pretty brave. But what are, what are you DIYing? Hey, Shimon, we're, we're talking about doing it yourself. What what are you doing DIY? Okay, so in DIY, well, I um, was fixing my, rolling up the electric garage door, and the, apparently we wasn't, well, I wasn't paying attention. I can't say <laughs> we and my wife. It's really me. She was out there with me. So the power cable that um, controls it was around the motor where it goes up and down. Okay. The chain area. So the power cable, the power cord somehow got caught in that and caused a huge spark. The um, thing caught on fire. Oh, no. And they broke the cable that goes to that. So I, I told her to hurry up and she shut the breaker off. And uh, I grabbed the cable and grabbed it down and snatched it and threw it out. So with that <laughs> being broken, of course, the garage doors are open. So I had to, of course, instead of calling somebody, I uh, decided to um, just go buy the cable and uh, install that to so it go back up myself. <laughs> and oh did it work? My. Oh, it works. Fortunately for me, it worked. Good. Uh, <laughs> with a lot of YouTubing, it worked great. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about millions of women ditching the salon, and they're like, hey, I can save a lot of money. Do this myself. Taylor, how about you? What are you doing? Yeah, so I started doing my own dip powder like they do at the nail salon. Oh, wow. It's a lot better than the gel. It's a little harder, uh-huh. um, and it's really expensive at the nail salon, but you can do it on your own and buy the stuff yourself. It saves you a ton of money. What about how much, how much are you saving? How much you saving? Oh, gosh. When I go to the nail salon, it's probably like $45 just for, you know, to get it done there. And aren't but those, actual, don't those need to be done like every three weeks? Yeah, you can go a long time with them. But it probably, like, if I buy a dip powder, they're like 10 bucks for like a small one. And you can nice. get tons of manicures out of it. Mm. Awesome. How about getting it off? Is it hard to get off? Yes. That's what I'm scared of. You have to soak your nails in acetone for like 20 minutes. But time is money, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. it is saving money. Who knows? But... <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that, Taylor. And your nails look great. Your nails look great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not as good as the nail swan, but hey. Good enough. 
So how about you? Do you have longevity in your family? Um, we do on my dad's side, my mom's side, not quite as much. Okay. Um, but I would love if someday this is me and my four sisters. So there's four sisters that live in Wisconsin. Okay. And they are in the Guinness World Record for the highest combined age of four living siblings. Hmm. So the big sis is Arlene. She's 101. Marcine is 99, Doris is 96, and Jewel is 93. And you take that and add up their verified combined age. Yeah. 389 years. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild if me and my four sisters live but that long? If they're typical women, they probably lie about it. No, 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 no. We're 350. <laughs> We're 350. <laughs> You're always looking for a good parenting hack. I think I've come across one. That is absolute genius and very, very simple to get your kids to behave, actually to do whatever you want them to do. I'll tell you what it is Hmm. next. So you have a parenting hack that'll get your kids to do anything you want them to do? Very simple, very genius. If your kids are like, I don't know, let's choose something simple. Take out the trash. Two hours later, they still haven't taken out the trash. Change the Wi-Fi password. (laughs) Junior will be right up to you within three seconds. Mom. Uh, something's wrong with the internet. <laughs> nope. I changed the password. Why? Because you didn't take out the trash. Take it out and I'll set it back That's or I'll hilarious. tell you what it is. Isn't that genius? Yeah. Every kid will capitulate to your every demand. You've got to try it with your own kids and let us I'm know gonna, if it works. I'm going to write the shortest parenting book ever. How to get your kids to do whatever you want. One page. Change the Wi-Fi password. Done. Have you ever noticed that um, there's certain people you're like, Wait, I'm going to tell them my prayer request next time and have them pray because it seems like their prayers get answered. Mm. Like sometimes it's little children. Right. I got a good story about prayers being answered for you in just a minute. So sometimes it seems like certain people, they just they they've got this connection and God answers their prayers. And so a friend of mine was telling me this awesome story. Her husband has been a fisherman his whole life. She not so much. Okay. And he decided to take his wife fishing. She's like, okay. Well, the whole time, because she's so grossed out by the idea of a fish losing its life or getting stuck on a hook, she prayed, please, God, don't let us catch any fish. Please, God, please, God, please, God. And at the end of the weekend, her husband was like, man, we didn't catch a thing. And she goes, I know. Thank God I prayed that all weekend. He's like, what? This is the first time I've never caught a fish. (laughs) He's like, no wonder we didn't catch a thing. (laughs) Hey, do you let your little kids play games on your phone? Big heads up, mom and dad. Many preschool apps are tricking kids into spending more time and get this, money. Mm. In fact, researchers found some apps shame kids into playing longer or coming back later. The longer play continues, the more ads children watch and the more money the app developers make. The authors of the study are encouraging parents to take the apps for a test drive themselves first and then monitor your kids play just like you would help them safely cross the street. Mm. You need to help them safely and make sure they're not shamed into spending money or spending more time on the app. Okay, so that was all about learning your ABCs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's this old school thing. Maybe you'll blow your kids' minds. Flashcards. <laughs> right. I thought you were going to say Sesame Street. No, flashcards and you sing the song, Mom or Dad. Right? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, be, I'm telling you, it's 
That's the way we did it way back in the last century. <laughs> the, in the olden days, you know, the 90s. 